Hey, it's Debbie here. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. But you can also hear the Dave and Dujanovic show live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine, or at KSLNewsRadio.com. Keyword podcast. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. Dave and Dejanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. Uh, Jay Evenson poses an excellent, excellent scenario and question in his uh, latest opinion piece in the Deseret News. And, and let me just tee it up this way. He talks about Utah lawmakers, members of Congress being laser focused on social media and how it impacts all of us, parents, teens, all of us. But what are they doing about the billions of dollars Americans are mindlessly gambling away online, offline, waiting in a long line to bet on the Super Bowl? Um, They're clearly going after social media companies for all of the ills they're causing us. Mr. Zuckerberg, you and the companies before us, I know you don't mean to. It to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. I'm looking at the gambling world right now. It is so ubiquitous. It is everywhere. It is in every stadium. It's in every hallway. There, It is a multi-billion dollar business and sports, which for so long, Major League Baseball, NBA, have long put up the full stop. Like, we are not going to be associated. Anything to do with, with gambling, they are just welcoming it in right now. As I sat down to watch the Super Bowl just the other night, uh, Jay, uh, the first one of the first commercials I happened to see when I finally figured out how to work the stream um, was an online gambling commercial. And I was shocked that I was seeing this just before the biggest game um, ever in the NFL, literally the biggest game ever in the NFL in terms of viewership. I, I was struck just by the fact that the game was in Las Vegas. Now, I was a reporter ah. in Las Vegas back in the 1980s. And you go into a sports book there, and the NFL wouldn't even allow the logos of the teams to be used in, in, in their sports books. And in fact, in my in my column, I, I quote a lawyer for the NFL. This was in 2012, who says that they would never uh, allow gambling on NFL games because quote it would negatively impact our long term relationship with our fans, negatively impact the perception of our sport across the country. And you look where we are today. And Dave, you you were absolutely right. We are awash in gambling in this country and it's and and sports betting is leading the way ever since a 2018 supreme court decision allowed states to do it but lotteries casinos uh it's it's amazing and we have no idea what the social costs are of this one of the things that stands out to me and i where i will point a finger and say you know who's to blame and before you laugh it's fantasy football Fantasy football the gateway. completely changed the way we look at gambling because, mm-hmm. in all honesty, any, anyone that's been in a fantasy football league, there is a level of skill of selecting the right players. And all of a sudden, the, the most knowledgeable and best fantasy football players were winning their league year in and year out. Well, Las Vegas saw that, 
and there became a market for that. And now all of a sudden you have what not no longer is a game of chance, but is a game of skill. And they've they've done built a lot of this gambling around this idea that, oh, it's no longer a game of chance. This is a skill. But yeah. So when you talk about the statistics, there are some rather alarming trends. And you go to addictions.com and, and they say 75% of college students, and it's mostly males, have gambled, made a, uh, some type of a bet in, within the last year on an online uh, site. And these are the formative years for uh, for the brain, right? Until you're 25, about, you're, your mind's not fully developed. And they're training themselves to gamble. And, and in, in some cases... They're gambling away their uh, their student loans. They're uh, they're gambling money they don't have and getting into trouble. We don't know now. The, you'd look up statistics and it says about one to two percent of gamblers become quote problem gamblers. Those are old figures. And and anecdotally, uh, the centers that deal with gambling addictions say they've had a tripling or more mm-hmm. of of calls so in the easy. last couple of years. You can have it on your phone. You can have it on your phone, and you can make wagers within the game. You can say, "Oh, do I think Kansas City is going to punt on this uh, drive?" You know, and you you wager on that, or on what type of, is it going to be a passing play or a running play? It just never ends. Uh, we're talking to Jay Evenson. He's opinion editor of the Deseret News. You can find his opinion pieces at Deseret dot com. Um, Super Bowl gambling: Why Utah shouldn't legalize gambling? Uh, so let's go there. Uh, in fact, we had Representative Kira Berkland call us on another piece of legislation she was sponsoring and uh, said this about a state lottery, kind of out of the blue at us. I'm going to make a quick pitch that if we're trying to figure out how to renew the revenue lost from eliminating the state income tax, we could always look at the lottery. Okay. Uh, and lawmakers uh, are, are, are kind of dancing around the idea, but they're not fully on board with it. I don't think it really stands a chance up on Capitol Hill. No. But what, 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 what did you find in your research? There today? is actually data on this. And lotteries are not living up to their promises. Washington Post did a really good piece fairly recently and said lotteries were promised as a way to solve our education problems and provide money for schools. And yet in states that have lotteries, their their schools are still cash-starved. And in a lot of cases, uh, lawmakers just simply don't provide the funding that they normally would have from property taxes or income taxes and rely on lotteries instead. The problem there is that then states really want people to gamble. And so there's a lot of billboards and commercials and advertisements luring people uh, to gamble, state-sponsored advertisements. To me, this is distorting the relationship between taxpayers and their government. We elect representatives. They look at the overall budget. They try to decide what's reasonable, and we pay taxes expecting things in return. And instead, this is saying, oh, you're going to make it rich by supporting the state, or you you possibly could. And it, it affects the poor way disproportionately. And there have been studies that show uh, oh, yeah. this. It's, it's really incontrovertible evidence, and I think it's the wrong way to go. Jay Evenson, thank you for joining us, opinion editor for Deseret News. Jay, can we get you to stick around? You bet. Okay, because we want every time you're here, we take live phone calls. The phone lines light up, so you're our good luck charm. Oh, thank you. We want to bet on you. 
uh, that you're going <laughs> to inspire people to call in. Let's ask her the question. Do you support a lottery in Utah? Simple question. Maybe more complicated answer. Do you support a lottery in Utah? Your live calls next. Hey, it's Debbie here. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. But you can also hear the Dave and Dujanovic show live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine, or at kslnewsradio.com. Keyword podcast. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. David Nujanovic. David Nujanovic. We're taking your live phone calls in just a moment. We're also live with Jay Evenson, who's the opinion editor of the Deseret News, who wrote about gambling and uh, why Utah shouldn't legalize gambling. Representative Kira Berkland, when she called the show now oh, just a couple of weeks ago on another piece of legislation, kind of floated this one by Dave and I. We're like, what? I'm going to make a quick pitch that if we're trying to figure out how to renew the revenue lost from eliminating the state income tax, we could always look at the lottery. It's a temptation. The lottery is a temptation because a lot of money is spent on it. A lot of uh, a lot of focus has, has been made over the years of, oh, we're just driving up to Idaho to buy our lottery tickets. Why don't we just do the, do them here? We could benefit our schools. I see the temptation, but Jay Evenson, who joins us from the Deseret News, uh, we, we've seen uh, a lot of research done on this. Yeah. And the promises that the lottery brings, and there's always really lofty promises, they don't play, they don't play out that way. The promises don't play out, and it's disproportionately poor people who buy the tickets. And we're in a place this year where we could eliminate this, the state sales tax on food to help low-income people. And it would be ironic to impose a lottery that preys on the poor people more in order to fund our government. Live on the line now, Mick from Harriman, for or against the lottery in Utah. Hi, Mick. Oh. We lose you? Our producer took notes, said Mick from Harriman is for it. Uh, but he, he he dropped. So let's get to, let's get, let's go to line one, Bryce from Springville. Excellent. Hi, Bryce. Hi, I am definitely against it, but I do have a problem. I'm a lot of day saint. Occasionally I'll buy about 12 a year. And my understanding is if you buy a lottery ticket in Arizona, Wyoming, or wherever, you have to pay the state tax you win it in. And even though Utah doesn't believe in it, they will be glad to tax you because of your winnings. And you have to pay two states, and therefore you lose 60% of your intake. Now, if they don't believe in it, they shouldn't have their hand in the pie. Well, then why in the world am I pulling a slot machine hoping for the best in Las Vegas when I walk by one if I have to pay all of these taxes? Do you know anything about that, Jay? Uh, no, other than um, it is earnings, and I suppose yeah, that I suppose. you have to be taxed on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and I, I do think they collect it like basically like right there on the spot, I'm mean, going to guess, I'm for sure. Nevada. I don't think they 1099 you for that, but I could be <laughs> wrong. You can clearly tell I've never won much at all. Nothing yeah. more than a $250 jackpot in, in Vegas. Which, which in general, like taxing uh, gambling earnings is a head scratcher because they don't let me deduct any losses. Anytime I lose, like which one is it? You want me to deduct losses? I will pay you all you want in in my winnings. On our KSL text line at five seven five zero zero J, this listener says, "I support a lottery as long as the profits go toward education, 
and homeless or low-income issues. I want to focus on the education component of this because Mm -hmm. when I grew up in Arizona, and I've said it many times on this show, the lottery started in the early 1980s, I want to say 1981, and there was the scratch-off tickets, and then it eventually morphed um, kind of in short order to the lotto drawing every Saturday night. Um, And there was a promise, a distinct promise, that the money would go toward education. I did some follow-up on that uh, not too long ago. I think it was about a week and a half ago when Dave was um, on a sick day. Um, And I was um, co-anchoring the show with Taylor Morgan. And we were talking about this. And I looked it up. And it's really hard. And the Arizona Republic tried to track the funding from lottery profits and where it went once it got into state coffers, and it goes into the general fund, yeah. much of it. Some of it does yeah. go to uh, projects uh, here and there, but much of it goes into the general fund, and then it gets dispersed from there. It is really hard to track dollars once they end up in the big dump of the of the general fund. Right, and a lot of states are still suffering from a lack of money for education. And what happens often is lawmakers will then reduce the taxes for education that they were paying before the lottery and just rely on that lottery money only, which means then that the state has an incentive to lure you to play the lottery. Um, so it's it's it hasn't lived up to its promises. It's not the answer to solving education funding in Utah. Well, and one thing that never gets advertised when it comes to the lottery I'm looking at an article from Fox uh, 61 in Washington, and they were talking about this billion-dollar jackpot. So the a $1.06 billion jackpot that was won. And they were calculating between taxes, uh, between cash payouts, what the real take-home money is. $424 million. Now, I think the three of us could probably live just fine off $424 million. But the marketing, again, is a billion-dollar jackpot. Yeah. And then you start playing that out with the smaller uh, lotteries that are out there. It, it just goes to show you that a lot of this is marketing. It's yes. advertising. Yes. You're not actually becoming a billionaire. And, and again, the lottery advertising is exempt from truth and advertising laws through the Federal Trade Commission. What does that mean? Well, that that means they can they can say what they want. Pretty much say what they want. They they can uh, exaggerate and uh, and promise and and uh, yeah. And then in the very small one size font at the bottom of the commercial, it shows that you know this this jackpot will be reduced after multiple taxes to less than four hundred thousand or whatever right. four hundred million dollars. I wanted to speak for a moment to this. Um, you know, I grew up. I was at eighty one. I was what. 14 years old when the lottery came to Arizona. Um, And I grew up surrounded by opportunities to play the lottery. Okay. Every single convenience store sold the lottery tickets. And I grew up and I moved away from Arizona in my 20s. So I definitely had time in those years to go buy them on my own. And I was dead broke. So I might have been in the mindset to be like, hey, I'm just going to swing into the Circle K here. I'm going to grab myself a lottery ticket. I'm going to get out of this jam I'm in financially because I'm going to hit the jackpot. And I could have done that every single week um, until I moved away. And I moved to Utah. There's no legalized gambling and there's no lottery. I have not missed it at all. 
nor when I was there did I play it that often. I mean, honestly, it would be like, oh, you know, maybe I'm getting a soda once a year. And I'm like, no, it's my birthday. I'm going to buy myself a lottery ticket. And I'd scratch it off and be a big loser, win two bucks, and it wouldn't even be worth cashing in kind of a thing. I think we tend to want what we don't have. And my experience uh, growing up surrounded by opportunities to play the lottery literally 24-7, it did not do a thing for me. I, I moved away. I don't miss it. I hardly played it when I was there. I think the idea that um, we want something that we don't have, it's just typical of how we function as and think as humans. But even when a lottery hits you know, $400 billion, you know, and it's a two-hour drive to Malad, Idaho, I just... It's so rare that I make that drive. It's more common I would make that drive for when I was in television news covering the story of all the mm-hmm. Utahns driving mm-hmm. up there that I would go there. But I would never go there on my own, Jay. Well, it's because in the back of your mind you understand the odds are astronomically oh. against you. The other argument you always hear is that, oh, gambling is going on anyway. and We're just going to legalize yeah. it and then we're going to uh, control it. But um, you can show that where you legalize it and begin advertising it, then you then people are introduced to gambling who otherwise would never think of it. And then you have an increase in, in um, gambling addictions and those kinds of problems. Yeah, sports gambling, it, it is the hottest ticket in town. It is becoming absolutely uh, – has taken the sports world uh, – like a, a, a wildfire. Dave, can you take us back uh, in the next 60 seconds or so when your dad played in the MLB and he played with Pete Rose and compare that situation with Pete Rose's gambling to today? Yeah, my dad was uh, playing for the Reds back in the, the late 60s and early 70s. Pete Rose was his roommate. Uh, oh, okay. And so he knew Pete very well. Uh, Pete was great to our family. Pete mm. was fantastic. Pete had a, a gambling issue all the way back then. And and when he got booted out of baseball, got banned from the Hall of Fame, I thought, oh, I, I got to ask my dad's opinion on this. I thought, for sure, dad's going to be on Team Pete. And he said, no, he broke the cardinal rule. You can't bet on your team. They still don't let uh, players gamble, though, right? Right. And bet on their team. Yeah. But they sure have opened up the doors for many, many, many people to very, very easily gamble online. Yeah. Wow. Great story, Dave. Thanks, Jay. Great opinion piece. Uh, You can read it at Deseret.com. Straight ahead, Senator Mitt Romney voting in favor of legislation to fund more defense money to go to Ukraine. Boyd up next with full analysis.